Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Russ M. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is July 28th, 2021. And today we're reading from the big book on page 75, the first paragraph, just for one paragraph. Today's readers are the 12 steps. And that M, 12 Traditions, Kim T. The reader of the text is the NP. Lauren N is going to be reading page 164, our second reader. Our backup reader is Jen A. The newcomer reader is Sandy C. Second hour host is Karen K. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Annette M to read the 12 steps. Thanks, Russ. Uh, Thanks for your service. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will uh, and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood it, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Ten, I'm sorry, twelve. <laughs> Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry the message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thanks, Annette. Now I asked um, Kim T to read the Twelve Traditions. Star one, Kim.
All right, Kim T, we need you to do the 12 traditions. Star one, please. Do we have our this is Gen A, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, one, okay. our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contribution. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA, as such, ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thanks, Jen. I appreciate you helping us out there. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask uh, we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So before I tell you where we are, we open it up for sharing. Um, I missed the reference numbers. I missed the share IDs for the past couple of days. So. Let me just give you those real quick. Share ID for yesterday, uh, the 28th of um, July, Wednesday, uh, July 28th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 17,441. So that's 17441. Uh, the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 17,442. 17442. I'm sorry about that. I missed that. So today we'll resume our study of the big book on page 75, the first paragraph. 
when we decide who is to hear our story. We're just going to read one paragraph. And um, I've asked Deanna P. to start us off. Good morning, Russ. May I be heard? Perfectly. Thank you. Thank you for your service. And I never get tired of that Delco accent. (laughs) Um, When we decide... uh, Good morning, everyone. Deanna P., gratefully recovered compulsive overeater from Wilmington, Delaware. When we decide who is to hear our story, we waste no time. We have a written inventory, and we are prepared for a long talk. We explain to our partner what we are about to do and why we have to do it. You should realize we are engaged upon a life and death errand. Most people approached in this way will be glad to help. They will be honored by our confidence. Well, I'm so privileged um, to be able to share um, on this line this amazing uh, form of recovery, uh, to be reading the big book and sharing uh, what's on my mind regarding this paragraph today. Um, You know, uh, my story when I did my first fifth step was that uh, I had come into the rooms of OA and the spring of 2019, and I'd heard all about the four-step, terrified of the four-step, heard all these different things about the four-step, and a friend of mine who was in a home group, and she was the only visionary at the time in our home group, invited me to go to, um, uh, was a, it was a church in Glenmills, PA, and uh, Kim G actually was there that day sharing on, uh, I think it was the fourth, fifth, and sixth steps, and she actually outlined uh allergy of the body. I mean, I'm, I'm like, what in the heck is allergy of the body? And then she's talking about these forms. And I'm just like, but I'm in the middle of trying to do my four steps. So I come home and I print out all the forms and I'm filling them out. And I worked on it for two weeks all by myself without a sponsor. That was a disaster. Emotional basket case. That was my first time. I actually did give my fifth step away to a 70-year-old woman, a wonderful, wonderful lady, fully recovered, I know, but it it just wasn't, you know, it was more like a therapy session. It was six hours. It was so agonizing. So then when I actually got a visionary sponsor, a vision sponsor, it was completely different, right? And we did use the forms, yes. Um, And it was just a completely different thing because I was just to put down on paper, look at these things for what they were, black and white. Let's just look at them together Let's just get everybody else out of the way. Let's just look and see these patterns that are blocking me from access to a power greater than myself that is going to be able to arrest my disease and and help me to walk in the light and expose those things in me that are blocking me from truth. And, yes, it was a life and death, Aaron. Uh, You know, when we think life and death, we think physical, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, My disease will kill me eventually, but... The life and death errand for me was my soul. My soul, my spirit, was on a life and death errand. It was just dying, and it needed resurrection. And I found that in the power of the fifth step. When I was done with my fifth step and I sat with God for an hour, I felt for the first time my ego was right-sized. I could look at my fellow man square in the eye. I was no better than him or her. I was no less than him or her. I was a human being. I felt in my skin 
for the first time, I was a real live human being with flaws, faults, the whole thing. Man, that was freeing. That was just so freeing. I just thank God every every day for this step. And I just am so honored to be able to share with you guys this morning. Everyone have a great day, and I look forward to your shares. God bless. Thanks, Deanna. Appreciate it. All right. So now we're going to open up the the line for sharing. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day that others might share their experience too. So if you shared on uh, Wednesday or um, – I'm sorry, Tuesday or Wednesday, please step back to the others to share. So we're going to take our list. Who's, who wants to share on page 75? Reva P. Melissa C. Reva. There was somebody be, before Melissa – Chris M. Chris M. There we go. Chris M. So Reva, Chris M., Melissa C. Who else? Come on. I know there's a lot of people there. Wanda R. Wanda. All right. We're going to take Wanda. Who else? Sam S. Julie Sam, K. Sam, Julie. Take another. All right, we got a list. We have Reva P, Chris M, Melissa C, Wanda R, Sam S, and Julie K. Reva, you are up. Star one, Reva. Reva, star one. We don't hear you. Hi, this is Reva P. I keep getting disconnected. Uh, so, hi, I'm Reva P. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, the two things that strike me in this paragraph are um, the phrase, we waste no time, which is such a great reminder that once I've done the writing, there's this sense of urgency, um, and it's not good for me to just sit with all this writing and leave it in the drawer for a long time. Um, and I've heard it said, you know, before I even finish the writing, it's a good idea to make an appointment for when I'm going to share it because it's really uncomfortable when I uncover all of this um, information about how my selfishness gets manifested in my life, um, it's just very uncomfortable to sit with it. But the thing that strikes me the most is we are engaged on a life and death errand. And I looked up this definition of life and death, and that phrase really implies you know, extreme vital importance, deciding whether someone lives or dies. So why is this so important? Why is this life and death? And for me, um, the experience of being abstinent only without doing the step work for a real compulsive overeater like me, when I am just self-will run riot, when I am in the rids of um, restless, irritable, and discontent, when I'm indulging in the resentments and the fears and harming everybody around me, 
it is so uncomfortable that I am eventually going to burst and pick up food, and that is death. So I love the stress of how important it is that abstinence only is not enough for somebody like me. I need to do the work and I need to keep moving, moving, moving one step after another. So I learned this skill set in four to nine. Um, and you know, when I share it, yes, it's wonderful to, to have that end of sense of isolation and reveal all the things that I kept so secret, but I'm really wanting somebody who can identify for me how my selfishness gets manifested, where am I selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, fearful, what are my blocks because I need to get unblocked, I need to get unblocked as quick as possible because I need this access to power. Um, and you know, thank you God, it's so uncomfortable sitting with disturbances. So in step 10, when I continue this skill set, um, it's vitally important that I share it with somebody who can point out to me where I'm off the beam, where I'm making a mistake so I get back on the beam and uh, open up that channel and stay connected. And uh, with that, I pass. Next up is Chris M. followed by Melissa C. Chris, you're up. Star one on mute. Can you hear me now? We got you loud and clear here, Chris. Okay, perfect. Thanks. Um, Chris, I'm a compulsive um, overeater, and I'm from Ontario, Canada. Um, so thank you, everybody, for your service, too. I'm grateful to be here. I remember when um, last summer when I was working um, on my step four and even leading up to it, I was I kept hearing about this inventory and, you know, I felt all of this anxiety and fear thinking about doing step four and then step five. And I remember when I started with my inventory, um, you know, it, it just flowed out of me. And even though I was confused at the beginning, because of course everything, every step along the way, every little bit of information I, I overanalyzed to, to stuff. Um, but very thankful for my sponsor her help, who helped um, get me started on this inventory. And, you know, we, we have a written inventory and we are prepared for a long talk. Um, I did think, you know, I did think about, you know, who I should give this uh, step five to and I chose my sponsor. And I just remember, you know, I'm not feeling huge anxiety because I had developed trust in her at that point, but I just remember when I did, you know, um, give her my inventory and we did it over, um, I think it was over Zoom, so it was a face-to-face. She was so kind, so empathetic, um, and just, I remember as, as I went through each one, each, you know, through my pages and pages and pages of notes, I just felt a little bit of peace and a little bit of, you know, a little bit of relief every time as I, as I went and, you know, getting even like the, the nonverbal, she didn't say much, she listened, but the nonverbal communication that she gave to me, the encouragement, 
you know, and then the little bit that she did talk, um, it just, it was such a, you know, well, what be, it was such a spiritual experience. And, you know, I, I did have so much, you know, anxiety and fear about, about doing that. And I think most people do, but just for any newcomer out there, like, this is such an integral part, these steps, these two steps, and, you know, it, it, it leads to, to freedom and, you know, to the promises and, um, that we, that we hear about. And I'm just so very grateful, um, you know, for, for those steps. And then of course, step 10, the nightly inventories to keep that channel open. Um, and so thankful for fellows and, um, my sponsor who continually helped keep Sorry. me on the path. So anyway, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm so grateful to be here. And for all of you, I listen frequently. So, um, you all have a great day and I'll pass. Thanks, Chris. Next up is Melissa C. followed by Wanda R. Hey, good morning, Ross. Thank you so much for your service this morning and um, for lots of mornings. Uh, my name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, um, you know, when I read this, it's like, well, what does it mean to be on a life or death errand? And, um you know, sometimes, like, I read these things, I'm like, God, that sounds so melodramatic. And yet, you know, I have to remember I'm I'm embarking on these steps because I've run out of options. Like, it is life or death for someone like me, you know. And um, I think, you know, I like to look back at page 25 um, for me, which is where I always look if I'm wondering about the necessity of any spiritual action, if, in fact, it is melodramatic and over the top and when I look there you know I see I've got two options one I can go to the bitter end blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could and the other is to accept spiritual help and you know so um my errand that I'm on is I'm seeking spiritual help and I can no longer um live blotting out the consciousness of my intolerable situation. For me, my fifth step is about becoming completely conscious, you know, awake and aware of the things that are intolerable, objectionable. Um, You know, my real errand that I'm on is I'm trying to get a new attitude. You know, it's an attitude adjustment so I can have a relationship with my creator because my intolerable situation and my attitude is in the way of this relationship. And there's nothing overly melodramatic to me about getting close to God. You know, not if it's a necessity. Um, And I think it's an important criteria for moving forward. You must be convinced that this is truly life or death. Like, this is not a program for people who just feel like, at least in my understanding, who are like, well, sounds like maybe I'll try this. For me, it was like, I got nothing left. I have no other options, um, and this is serious. You know, today, when I take a fifth step, um, you know, I have two ways that I like to do it, to really see that the, um, the there's reverence. I show reverence for this life and death errand. One, you know, I can do it face-to-face, in person, and I love that ability if someone is local. Or I'm so grateful for Zoom. I can do it via Zoom. Because I think seeing a person, taking the time 
to put every other distraction down. I'm not folding laundry when I'm taking your fifth step. I'm prepared for a long talk with you. And I, I can show reverence for this life and death errand, you know. Um, and I love where it says, glad to help, honored by their confidence. And it really is an honor. I feel like any time I'm helping somebody get a relationship with their creator, there is nothing more honorable that I could possibly do. And um, thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Next up is Wanda R. followed by Sam S. Hi, everybody. It's Wanda from Chicago. I hope everybody has a great day. It's beautiful here. And um, God bless you. And I read once in Exodus that God offers me today life or death. And uh, I took that very seriously. And uh, lately um, I came upon uh, a woman that uh, is a pal. She is uh, loving, warm, affectionate, and safe, and, uh, you know, um, is a witness. She's equal. Um, I can identify with her, and, uh, you know, she would be, as I uncover, uh, like, two decades in my life that were in the dark, just totally, maybe even more, but uh, that I just didn't have total awareness of uh, because I was too busy uh, trying to get through uh, the present, which was uh, really hard. So, um, you know, this is starting to come to light and uh, there are uh, moments that, uh, you know, I just really regret. So, um, you know, that's a four-step inventory. I've done it before uh, with the priest, but this would be uh, maybe somebody that would be, um, you know, able to understand even more, you know, and that understanding uh, is uh, like a craving, you know, so um, I'm I'm just glad to be here. Thanks for having a meeting so I could have a meeting to come to and uh, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Thanks. I pass. Thanks, Wanda. Appreciate it. Next up is CMS. Hey, Russ, thanks for leading. I'm Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Bristol, Rhode Island. Um, I, lo- I love that I'm going to be a parrot here. Um, and I was, re- I was thinking of an agnostic where it says to us that to be doomed to an alcoholic death or to live on a spiritual basis are not always easy alternatives to face. And the written inventory for me, it wasn't just a monologue to my sponsor. It was a talk. It was a... Um, it was a um, it was a really good opportunity to have someone in whom the problem had been solved, not uh, not a friend to call up, um, someone who was really living, living the solution, living a spiritual basis of life that was able to take a pin into the huge red balloon of my ego. And I found out in that inventory that a majority of my resentments weren't even grounded on facts. They were grounded on opinions that I had 
my uh, wrong perspective of things that I was sure happened to me. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a spiritual surgery that was hard um, to go through, but it was so necessary. And I, I can't tell you afterward how many times the same situation that normally I would have been resentful of happened, you know, either the same or the next day. And I thought, wow, I, there's no fact grounded in this resentment. And um, I was so, I'm, I can get so blocked in my wrong delusional thinking um, that it's it's necessary for me to connect with with women that are are grounded grounded in these in this way of life in these steps um, and that are recovered and uh, you know uh, God bless the woman that um, took all the time to hear all of it everything that I could throw at throw at and and be um, you know discarded one resentment at a time so that way I can grow closer to God and um, and I do that through all of you and I'm just so grateful for the process. So, so grateful and that it never, never ends and that I can just, I can just keep going through it. So glad to be here. Thanks. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. Next up is Julie K. And then we're going to take another list. Uh, good morning. This is Julie K. from Connecticut. Can I be heard? Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for your service. Um, so, I love, I, I I can't wait to do my step four and my step five. And it, w- it won't be the first time I'm doing it, but I came into OA in 2014 the first time. And I can remember sitting at a diner on Third um, Avenue um, in New York City on the Upper East Side with, with my sponsor and giving her my fourth step. And the only thing I could come up with was, well, I'm very judgmental and I gossip. And, and that was it. I mean, that, those were the, that was the defect that I, I thought I had one defect of character. And so I look back and I think, is it any wonder that I relapsed in 2017? I mean, at the time I, I was like, why? And now I'm like, huh. So um, I have done a fifth step since then, a fourth and fifth. Um, and even, even that, I mean, it was wonderful and I didn't agonize over it at all. Again, I, I feel like my defects had really started to become revealed to me in a way that I understood them other than I'm judgmental and gossipy. Um, and for me, the urgency is in the behavior and I used to think it was the food and it's not. Food is my solution weight and food lets me focus on the aesthetic and not the spiritual whole. And the only way to fill my spiritual whole is to have a reciprocal relationship with my higher power. And the only way to do that is to let go of my ego. And that's my step four. All of my defects of character are rooted in my ego. And there are two sides to my ego coin. There's the bruised side and the inflated side. And both of those have such deep, deep roots for me. Um, And that's where all of my defects come from. I want you to like me. I'm better than you. Um, You know, it's that duality. And I, and I so look forward to giving this all to my sponsor and I'm listening to everyone shares and thinking, you know, I, it it never occurred to me to give it to someone other than my sponsor um, who I adore. So I do want to give it to her, but it's, it's interesting that that option has never really occurred to me. And now it has. Um, But, 
you know, I, I crave this relationship with God. And if I am running the show, then I can't have that. That's not reciprocal. That's the Julie show. Um, and, and I don't have that power. I don't have that power. And I know that now. And I didn't always know that. And I'm so grateful that today I do. And I'm so grateful for this meeting. So thank you all. And I pass. Thanks, Jewel. Appreciate it. So now we're going to open it up for sharing again. Uh, but if you shared in the past couple of days, past two days, we ask you to step back and allow um, others to get a chance to share. We are on page 75, the first paragraph. We're reading one paragraph. When we decide who it is to hear our story. Who would like to share on that? Helena C. Craig S. Carrie Hattie, Kay. Ele- Elena right, C. Hold on. Hattie, Elena. I heard Craig. There was someone else. That was it. Lo- oh, Karen. Was it Karen Kay? Karen Kay. All right. We got Karen. We got Hattie, Elena, Craig, Karen. Ample time. Still more space. Who else would like to share on this? Blanca BG. Blanca. Who who else? We take one more. All right. So we're gonna go with this list. There's somebody else there? All right. We're going with this list. Hattie W, Elena C, Craig F. Karen K, Blanca BG. Hattie, you are up. Hi, everyone. Uh, may I be heard? Perfect. Yep. Uh, thank you, Russ, for your service. Um, I'm Hattie W, a recovering uh, compulsive reader one day at a time. And this is my very first time to share on this meeting uh, since I joined your group in February. And what is really drawing me to share right now is that my disease, while I've, I've experienced everything that, that is shared in this meeting with the food, I've done so many different things that have been destructive with the food, what my disease most drives me to is isolation. And this paragraph and this step call me to step out of isolation. In this paragraph, we talk about, it talks about, um, we begin to feel the nearness of our creator. And then um, the line I love, we feel we are on the broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. Uh, My disease, my experience in the world has been one of it's a lot safer for me to hide. It's a lot safer for me to be isolated, for me to withdraw, for me to avoid, for me to, you know, just disappear and not be part of. And I very much want to be part of this meeting. I very much want to be part of my life. And I want to be active in, in all of these steps. I'm on step nine now. And But we're talking today about step five. And when I got to step five, I I was working with my big book sponsor, and she had made it clear to me I did not have to do step five with her. And for me, the buildup had been step four and, and the, the, the time spent and the 
the angst and the hand-wringing and the, the long process had been step four. But I made the decision to trust her and to do step five with her. And I had, I had a lot in step four. So we, what we did was to meet for several times and just break it up into an hour or two. And I found the things I'm hearing, the promises. I found the relief. I found the, uh, the freedom after doing these. And, and as we did each consecutive time I had asked for and she had, had suggested that we just take it in small bites, I wanted to get done. As I got closer to being done, I wanted to get done. Um, and, and, the re- and I experienced such relief in being heard. And in different moments, she would share something of her own step five with me, which made me feel like I was with somebody who understood me. I was with somebody who truly had been through this step before, and I could see what she had and wanted what she had. And step five was carrying me closer to that, but more than that, I wanted that relationship with my higher power. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Hattie. Next up is Atlanta C, followed by Craig F. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Ross. Thank you so much for all those who shared and all those who are online. Welcome, newcomers. Um, I had a very, very spiritual experience um, as I was reading my, uh, writing my step four and then give my step five to my sponsor. My home, my two of my family members came to visit and stayed longer. And, you know, I relapsed, got myself another sponsor. And, um, you know, interesting enough, we were in a very difficult family dynamics when I did my fourth sponsor, my fourth step. And as I was writing it down, you know, tears came and, um, and, you know, I got in touch with a lot of things that I didn't get in touch. I've never gotten in touch before um, because it was so raw. The family dynamics triggered something else in me from my uh, childhood. And I had to put it down on the paper. And, you know, I saw what other people did, but I saw what I did. And, you know, when I gave it to my sponsor, I just poured my soul in sobbing, you know, it was so such a cleansing experience. And um, then my um, homework was to stay uh, an hour silent after that. And then I was walking outside and, and she goes, just write down whatever comes to you or do whatever comes to you. And I felt so calm. And, you know, I remember it was a lake with a um, with ducks. And there were, uh, before that, uh, the ducks, I didn't even pay attention to. They were, like, black. And I didn't believe that. I didn't think they were nice ducks, nice-looking ducks. So as I pay attention to the ducks in my quiet time after my fifth step, you know, I saw their beauty. I saw that the dark is not the dark. They were gray, not black. I saw that they had other colors in their feathers. You know, I saw their interaction with each other. I saw how peaceful they were. And that was 
all how I got closer to my higher power in a process of truly, truly, uh, you know, bringing out to another person my vulnerability because I'm a person who does not want you to know I'm vulnerable. Vulnerability is not okay in my on my school and you know on my in my life and yet that's the very next thing that needs to be spoken up so that I could have a better relationship to the God of my understanding and that's true every time when I do a 10 step today thank you so much for letting me share and with that I will pass thank you Elena next up is Craig F followed by Good morning, Russ. How are you doing? This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa. (laughs) Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Good morning, everybody. Um, We're talking here about this fifth step and getting somebody, picking somebody to take it. And, you know, I'm a perfectionist, and I've shared before that I one time spent six months looking for the right pen and pencil in order to write pen and paper to write my fourth step on. And that, and, and that sounds like a joke, but the sad truth is that, uh, that is, that's the truth. And, uh, you know, I, I could, could have got wrapped up in this idea, you know, this finding the right person. And, 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 and it's, it's important to get somebody that, that fills the bill, somebody that uh, will understand what we're about. But, you know, in, in, I, I've, I sponsored a lot of people over the years, and I, and and I, my experience is this: I have never had anybody come back. I don't take fifth steps on the phone, so most of these guys have to find somebody local. I've never had anybody come back yet and say, "I I wish I would have uh, not had that person. I think I need to do this over again with somebody else." I, I've never had anybody do that. I I, I have had people come back. Are people that have stalled this process, who have uh, spent time trying to look for the right person or making excuses for why they can't get going with it after they did the inventory, and and an inventory has a shelf life and it starts to go, it starts to go bad after a while. It starts to rot and smell bad, and they I've had them I've I've lost people. They they've relapsed. They've disappeared. They've gone away. And, and the truth is that that they 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 hesitated and then they developed a fear and they couldn't get rid of that inventory and um, you know it's uh, there and at the and, and at the ninth step that hesitation that that uh, 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 putting things off is probably the the greatest killer uh, that we have uh, among us and. You know, um, so getting that getting that person, getting the the best available that you that you can get right away, is is important. But it's not so important that it's worth dying over. You know, it is it's life or death to get somebody. You know, um, it doesn't have to be perfect. And 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 I think once we've prayed and once we've asked God to guide us to the right person. I think we're going to be surprised at uh, uh, the outcome of that. That I think I think that's a prayer that God always answers. That uh, God says, 
sure, here's one right here. And, you know, I gave my last uh, uh, fifth step. Thanks. I gave my last fifth step to my preacher who had some 12-step experience. And and uh, it it was it was cathartic and it was something that really moved me and did those things that this paragraph talks about. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thanks, Craig. So let me let you know where we're at. If you just jumped uh, jumped on page 75, first paragraph, we're reading one paragraph, when we decide who it is to hear our story. So next up is Karen K, followed by Blanca BG, and then we're going to take another list. Good morning, Ross, and thank you for your service and all the shares. My name is Karen Kay, recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits don't transfer. Um, for me, it didn't have to be, you know, the perfect person. Um, I've done through various um, um, various forms of uh, um, different kinds of fist up, and the most the most recent fifth step I did, I'm going through a 12-month course, and I'm learning that um, I really have to have a very thorough and honest, searching, fearless, moral inventory in step four. I mean, am I really looking at, um, is this 100%, you know, my part? Um, where are my fears? Where where am I... Um, Selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, um, where if, all those things need to be so in place. Otherwise, my fifth step and the person I pick to be my fifth, fifth step partner, and obviously it's, it's best to have somebody who's been through the steps because they have a more of an awakening of that. And, um, and the next paragraph just talks about the promises of the of fifth step. So... Most recently, my had a big turnaround um, doing step four and going into doing step five and realizing, you know, the biggest awakening that I've gotten was, you know, I was an abused child, you know, and I kept perpetuating that stuff throughout my adulthood. So for approximately, you know, 40, 45 years, I've been an abused adult, kept repeating, being the victim over and over and over again. And, and you know, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. Now I know, and now I can see when the whole, the whole manipulation comes down, I have people that I can work with that show me when that's coming so I don't repeat those behaviors. And that's what the fifth step is about for me. Yes, I'm listening. I'm, God is a part of the process. I may take a few notes, and then when the fifth step is done, we go into prayer, and then I share, yeah, me too. Yes, me too. Because sometimes when people don't do their fifth step right away, which there's always an appointment time, I don't have somebody do their fifth, uh, get ready to do their fourth step over the weekend. We reschedule it to Monday, and then they have a time on Tuesday to give away their fifth step then they have an hour, and then they call back again. And that's been my experience as a, a sponsor, a fellow traveler, and people that I've had an honor and a privilege to work with. And with that, I will pass. Thanks, Karen. Appreciate it. Next up is Blanca BG. 
and then I think we'll be able to take a few more. Hello, good morning. Uh, can I be heard? Perfectly, yeah. Um, good morning, everyone. Blanca VG from Floral City, Florida. Um, you know, when I first, when I was a baby in the program, I was green. When I first walked in and uh, had been there a while and we were studying the big book and we got to steps four and five, I remember being um, bewildered. I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I thought, well, oh, so that's it. So simple, you know, so simple and easy. All I have to do is talk about things that I've done in my life that I, I'm ashamed of or feel bad about and I'll become thin. Um, of course, that not being the way it is, as the years went by, I um, I realized many things that, and and a couple of those things that I that I discovered was that steps four and five for me um, were a way was was a way for me to become unstuck. As, a, as an addict, um, my emotional growth was stunted. It had, it had, I had stopped growing emotionally at the time of my trauma, uh, multiple traumas that I had experienced growing up. And that's where, as an addict, my emotional development stopped cold. And I stayed there. I could not get out of that. I could not break out. My brain had stopped there solid. And it was not letting me out. And I lived and I went, I continued on in my life, but I could only go so far. And I could only accomplish so much in my personal and professional life. I, I was choking because I was not able to move forward because of shame and fear. And what I realized today is that Steps four and five, are, it's not just the talking to someone that helped me. I needed more than that. I needed someone to say to me, you don't have to be afraid of the past anymore. It can't hurt you anymore. You have God-given permission to move forward with your life. Of course, that's going to take in accepting the reality of your life. But that's what growth is. And once my brain and my mind was able to unlock all of that, to unlock, it, 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 it burst through. And I was able to, emotionally to move on and mentally with my life at a healthy, with a healthy mind and a healthy attitude. But it, as I said, it took more than just telling someone. I had to hear that it was okay. I had to know and have someone assure me. And finding the right person that can do that was the key. Time. And that um, opened all the doors for a healthier, happier state of uh, a joyful life. I pass. Thanks, Blanca. We have time for one more share. Anita J. Okay, there you go. We got Anita J. is going to take the last share. Okay, thank you, Russ, for your service. This is Anita J. Recovered in Massachusetts. You know, I've done three big book step study, um, 
fourth steps. The first one was more like a wonderful therapy session because it wasn't grounded in one, two, and three. The focus was only on step four. But I always felt that God was in the mix in the in the mix because the person who led me through step four, the writing of it, was suddenly had to move when we weren't into telephones in those days. It was face to face and um I got a new one. And there was God in the mix because this woman was an AA woman, by the way, but it was didn't matter, does it? And her responses, when she responded, turned a lot of things around, made me feel like I'm no better or worse than anyone. That, of course, was the beginning of learning that. But then the two in, um, you know, once I hit vision, and it's only vision because somehow I finally got grounded in one, two, and three. That's what has to happen. And um, God picked the person. I thought I did, but I know I, I know I didn't. And the second time I did one was a year ago, January, and I thought to myself, okay, I am going to listen to who's going to put their name out and be a sponsor. I'm going to take the first person out of the box. Guess who it was? The same woman. And that's when I just felt God's hand. He's in it. If I don't tightly control, I let go, hands open all the time. It's changed my life as it would change anybody's, and I hear it on the phone. So thank you all for listening, and um, I can't wait till tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks, Anita. Actually, we have one more minute. If we want to actually for, sorry about that. I take it back. We're going to have to close the Sarah meeting. Sarah Leah, Jean G. Uh, well, you know what? I'm sorry. I estimated my time wrong. We're going to have to uh, close the meeting out. I apologize. You could jump on the next unrecorded meeting, the eight o'clock meeting, and there'll be ample time for you to share. Also, I got the date wrong. Today is the 29th of july i apologize thanks to everybody that shared um also thank you team thursday everybody helped out this month uh doing service for this meeting um so join us for this uh the 8 a.m meeting which is uh unrecorded we'll have uh, time to share today's share id for the 7 a.m Eastern Standard Time, July 29, 2021, is 17,449, 17449. Now, uh, we'll now close the uh, the meeting with the uh, reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. I've asked Lauren N. to read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Russ. Thank you all for your for your service today. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. 
Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come. If your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Amen.